Hi, I am Chitra. I am Madhvi. I am Jyoti. I'm Suchitra. Together we are your hosts on the Edge podcast. We bring you stories and experiences from our experiments around learning, marketing and design. These are stories of people, technology and people interacting through technology of what we see, create and recommend. Once upon a time, two people stumbled into the world of learning design. And then many things happened. This conversation with Ashwini Radhakrishna, lead learning designer, and Suchitra Ji, learning manager from Clearly Blue Digital, felt like it happened on a sunny day while the three of us sat in a boat and rowed across a calm lake. They described what learning design is, the challenges they faced, and turns out both have the right mindset for what it takes to be one. Listen on to know what more lies beneath this aspect of creating great learning experiences. Hi Suchi, hi Ashwini. It's lovely to have you on the Edge podcast. I've really been looking forward to this because there's so much that we want to talk about today. A very warm welcome to both of you. Hi Chitra. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast yeah. as well. <laughs> Look forward to this podcast as well. So Suchi and Ashwini, would you like to start by introducing yourselves and how you all got into the space of learning design? So do you want to go first, Ashwini? I work as a lead learning designer in Clearly Blue. And how I got into this space, it was purely by accident, I should say. I am an engineer by education. I had taken a break from work to... Uh, raise my son and during my break I did a course on uh, technical writing and this Clearly Blue uh, came as an accident and uh, I have been associated with Clearly Blue for last four years for close to five years now. I have been doing instructional designing uh, ever since I joined Clearly Blue and uh, slowly I've got into the space of learning design. Thanks Ashwini. How about you Suchi? I've been uh, with the CB for the last three years. And uh, of course, as Ashwini said, Clearly Blue was something which I didn't think of because uh, for the last nine to 10 years, I was into the corporate world. Uh, CB was very refreshing. So this learning design also happened by chance. I think I could use my uh, BA experience here. And uh, when Ashwini and I started working together on this learning design, we got to learn a lot of uh, different things, which I never experienced in my earlier organizations. Learning design happened just like that, as Ashwini said. Being an engineer, uh, always this BA, QA and requirement gathering was uh, something I was interested in. So this learning design just manifested like that. for me. So did you mean business analyst by BA? Yeah. Okay. So both of you are engineers by qualification, did very different jobs and almost, can I say, stumbled into learning design. So how would you actually describe learning design? What is learning design? Learning design, I would say, is a learner-centered approach that would uh, probably enable, you know, designers to build courses 
and just to add to that it also gives a, a clear picture or uh, idea as what the course would be about and how the user will get to know from the basics to the key concepts of one particular course so it's it's a structured plan for any learner to understand the course completely learning design it is also pedagogically informed it makes use of uh, technologies and resources as required to make learning effective ashwini you brought up an interesting thing you said pedagogically informed and uh, typically pedagogy is what they use for uh, k through 12 whereas a lot of the courses that have been designed by cd uh, the consumers have been adults how do you see that difference between pedagogy and andragogy i mean i think pedagogy we usually it is synonymous to k1 to k12 but i think yeah andragogy is the uh, more suitable term here but anyway i mean uh, it both are just it's both art and science of uh, you know teaching isn't it so it is a combination of uh, all the teaching style the assessments the interactive uh, activities etc i would say both are at the basic level it it's just a teaching methods both are teaching methods i would say i i guess different uh, approaches for different sets of people when you said learner centered approach it depends on whether the learner is an adult or a child i suppose isn't it yes so for children maybe you know a more structured and more instructional approach is required and uh, for i may be biased i may uh, you know sound biased here but you know for adults it will be usually creating learning experiences that being said even you know while uh, designing courses for children as well we'll have to you know that is a main uh, aspect that we have to keep in mind around which we have to design courses for children uh, creating learning experiences uh, i'm not very aware of how it is done at uh, pedagogical level but for adult learning i think the focus will be more on uh, creating learning experiences so can you describe that a little bit ashwini what does it mean to create a learning experience see creating a course instructional courses will how do i put it across so it will not keep the adult learners engaged and engaged to the course and the course outcomes could be they would not be met if we just create instructional courses rather if you know the learner you know gets to experience the uh, it should actually enable the learner to achieve the desired learning outcomes you know it's a combination of uh, different design disciplines i would say in my opinion it depends on the uh, course that we actually uh, design if it's going to be uh, very technical then uh, assessments and some interesting projects and some interactive uh, case studies uh, would keep the uh, learner engaged and if it is going to be some soft skills or some think uh, or learn related courses like what we did for our partners like design thinking lean or agile uh, it had a lot of activities and case studies and engaging uh, quick activities also so i think it depends on the course and the type of course that the 
learner would prefer for that particular uh, course in my opinion chitra okay we we'll probably come back a little more to it try and see how does one get started with learning design how does the whole process begin where does it start basically we start the interaction with the client and uh, we understand what is the course that they have to do and what is the uh, requirements that they have in mind the audience the duration the type of uh, courses that they want to create for the audience like say it is lvc or osl that is the facilitator led courses or uh, completely self paced courses or a combination and after that we understand you know the skill gap that are there we work closely with the uh, subject matter expert and then we we design and plan a course course structure rather which will include uh, the learning outcomes of the course the various instructional materials that would be used the assessments the activities the projects and everything in between so how would you describe this process of even creating that you know learning design document if i can assume that that's the first artifact that you create and share with the client so that you all mutually understand what you're trying to do or what you're trying to accomplish okay at a very high level you could think of a learning design document as a table of content in a book which will uh, give a list of you know what are the various uh, topics that are discussed in a book but it will it is not just that it is mo- there is more to that how a particular topic gets translated at the end and how how the end user is going to consume it right it's, it's not just a, a, a table of content i should say it first what happens is we get you know the the client usually comes up with uh, comes to us with what course they need and uh, who are the target persona they are, that they are trying to build the course for based on that we what we do we do detailed research and then we kind of break the course into multiple bite size pieces and each bite bite size piece then we analyze and you know we think through and we kind of say what kind of learning material will it be translated into it could be a video it could be a pdf it could be an activity it could be a case study and we also you know spruce it up with assessments and assignments in between to reinforce learning so then yes. we get a buy in from the client yeah sachin you would want to add something uh, just to add to ashwin's point in some cases the client themselves come up with a bare bones structure of what is the course and the topic that they would like to cover so in such cases uh, we will uh, do some tuning for the structure that they have already given uh, and in some cases like ashwini said we'll have to uh, do it from the scratch understand the topic and see what actually that uh, ta- target audience require uh, for that particular course uh, the other way is uh, we'll have a bare minimum structure of the learning design document or the poc like ashwini rightly said we will add the other elements where the topic has to be uh, covered in depth and where it has to uh, have some reinforcement learning so as uh, part of our job we do that thanks to ji and ashwini what are some of the challenges that 
we all have come across while building an artifact like this we have had a lot of experiences with rai uh, in this journey and everything was uh, i would say definitely it was uh, so much to learn from all these experiences we had uh, different clients say one client knows what actually they want the other person doesn't even know what a ldd is so we ended up in n versions of ldd and finally we get to know that is not the requirement at all so everything uh, goes for a toss and we start from the beginnings i think uh, ashini can relate to a couple of them and get started so i'll also add to that one more thing is to get a buy in from the uh, client you know basically uh, when we share an ldd we would have or when we come up with a design document what the customer would want is you know to you know, to fill it in with content and you know make it as very content heavy and very concept heavy while what we do is we try to chunk it into into different pieces in such a way that each concept uh, more or less is thought as a different separate entity and they wouldn't understand that they would want everything and anything related to that topic to be you know taught or put into a 3 minute video 5 minute video i'm sorry about the background noise so that is very difficult uh, that's what i have experienced personally during the last 3 4 years my designing courses were what is it that you can share that has helped you mitigate some of this with clients in the building of a course nobody people are able to envision it only when it starts coming together and that takes some time it takes a few iterations but it is critical that there is a there is a sign off somewhere saying that okay this is the point where we'll start and we'll actually build you something and then we can build on top of it what is it that you have learned that has helped you navigate these circumstances how do you help your client see what is it that you're trying to do so the first step to it is i think uh, you know getting uh, to know what the client actually wants sometimes it so happens that as suchi mentioned they would know what they want sometimes it is like they actually wouldn't know what they want and they kind of dismiss what they don't want as we you know give them you know with each iteration they would say i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this so i would say <laughs> get <laughs> so i would say uh, before we get into the you know exercise of building the design document we'll have to actually uh, sit with the with the, our clients spend some time get to know what they actually want and then uh, come up with a design document you know it should also be backed by the subject matter experts the, the sme also needs to say you know this is i think the right way to build a course and for this particular target audience this is what is required and this is the difficulty level that uh, they would uh, easily it would be easy for them to assimilate and things like that i think having sme's uh, backing is crucial to building a design document uh, one challenge uh, uh, i think uh, any learning designer would face is coordinating or connecting the client and the sme chitra so i think ashwini and i had uh, rich experience in doing this because uh, whenever client says this is what we want and the sme uh, says this is not at all possible or uh, this is not doable so there is always a 
fire around you and then uh, you have to make both the parties understand that what the learner wants and it's not about an individual so end of the day what the learner wants is important so i think that is the biggest challenge we have that is one of the biggest challenge we have faced uh, in uh, creating this ldd so yeah. i think uh, in the due course of time ashwini and i have i would not say mastered but at least learned the technique of managing the client and the sme and then uh, ensuring that the the uh, design document shapes up well and then we ensure that there is no there is no maximum change uh, once you start designing the course so initial uh, phase of uh, learning design we had multiple iterations and after start, once we start uh, designing the course we had to get back to the ldd but i think with the years of experience now we are able to ensure that the ldd is uh, at least uh, good to go and then very minimal changes as you get started with the design so that is something uh, both of us have learned in this journey nice nice ashwini and suchi i was almost thinking when you all were talking like it's it's iterative right this whole thing is iterative so at some point in time like you said suchi you come to a stage where the client and yourself determine that okay this is the point where we'll get started and then there is always scope for improving and uh, i think the other point that you said very rightly about helping people connect the dots between the sme the client and the user right and you all being the instructional designers are almost the people that are weaving the tapestry is what came to my mind when you all were talking so thank you so much for that to put it in a simple word uh, chitra i think most of the uh, listeners can connect to it also so earlier we were just uh, using the waterfall model <laughs> i think <laughs> then we progressed to v model and then now it's agile so uh, as we start working on it the, the way we work also changes so definitely it was a great experience yeah i think with time uh, we understand that we 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 get a, a fair idea of what the client would want uh, and we kind of start from there and as you said chitra yes it is an iterative process it is not like the first draft is the final one but we try to minimize the iterations we have found workarounds to uh, you know minimize the iterations now of course it is a tightrope walk <laughs> you know in collaborating with both uh, the sme and uh, the client our intention is Uh, in the process of you know the the learners uh, should not be affected the final learning outcome should still remain and the focus should still be on uh, the learner that's what we aim to do with every you know designing every design document we are taking one step ahead and i can see myself doing a fairly better job than how i started it comes with learning i think you know dealing with people learning and understanding yes ashwini in fact i am envisioning that maybe you and suchi will be the authors of a course like this very very soon in the future are you hinting something <laughs> why not you know i'm talking to two people who have so much experience uh, i personally not come across many people in the space of learning design I think it'll be a nice thing to do to share with a lot of people out there. You know, moving on to why is learning design important? What is it that people can do to develop 
an interest to first of all understand learning design when the moocs came out several years ago it was just a start of taking what was inside a classroom and making it more available outside and i'm sure the those were the early days of applying learning design to creating courses that could be consumed by anybody and from anywhere and today it i feel taking on even more different shape different kind of people are looking for different kinds of learning somebody might just want 10 minutes of learning per day okay i'm a very busy person i i just need that much somebody loves to spend 2 3 hours a day learning and at the end of it uh, either they want to become better at what they're doing or maybe look for a new job or maybe just for the love of learning they want to learn today learning has become boundless you don't have to really sit in a class or you don't have to pay a whole lot of money to learn a lot of things i feel there is a there is a need for people to learn how to design learning why should people be aware of learning design what do you have to say about that whenever we start anything without uh, having that clarity proceeding uh, further is not going to help uh, reach anywhere so i would just put it this way if we have a start and you have a destination in mind you would uh, actually require a map right uh, how do you go about it or how to reach it or what is the way you need to travel so i would say this ldd is something very similar to that it it is a kind of a map that would help you figure what are the uh, key aspects of a course how do we go about it how the end user is going to uh, be benefited uh, by this course with the help of the ldd you will have a clear plan and structure at as how you will learn this course and what would be the key concepts that you are going to learn and how we are going to apply this course or as you said it, it can be for fun learning or just uh, for the sake of doing the course whatever it is at least the user will be aware of what he or she is learning so in that aspect i think ldd would give you a clear picture of uh, what you will be learning or how you will be learning yeah i think i think the how you yes. will learn becomes very important for a learner isn't it correct speaking about learning design itself you know covid has been the greatest disruptor of our time so what used to be more and more people have realized in the last two years the importance of you know upskilling you know learning beyond classrooms and they have opted for more they would now want to take up more courses maybe learning shorts or you know a decent sized uh, courses learning design i would say is uh, required because it it helps create engaging and memorable learning experiences uh, that will uh, actually also address specific challenges that the learners are looking for also with uh, within a limited time designing courses that are not just a set of instructions or a group of videos or reading material that has been uh, you know packaged together and uh, you know delivered so i would say to make it more relevant and make it more engaging to make learning more engaging learning design is required we tend to think from the perspective of the learner and not just as a as an instructor or a teacher who is just you know teaching a few concepts that 
to add to Ashwini's point here, Chitra, I think uh, the current trend is keep doing courses, keep adding the badges and certifications to your list. And somewhere in your career path or in the organization that you work for, it will uh, be beneficial to you. So I think most of the learners or the uh, end users who are eyeing on any MOOC courses, they, they feel that it should uh, be an added value to their career. So if they are not very clear about what they are going to do with the course and uh, will that certification even help them, then they are actually uh, not going to uh, do a specific course, right? So I think LDD will bring that clarity. It will help any person to create a course, which is the actual, I mean, it, it, yeah, it paves the way for uh, uh, giving the right product. I think that was really well put together, Sitsi. In fact, uh, as you all were talking, the, the next question that was coming to my mind was, in the process of creating this whole thing, you talked about engagement, you talked about relevance, you talked about how the end user will, what the end user will take away once they participate in this course. And I was thinking it was it was almost like a like a movie production. So what have been some of your you know learning moments as you know, let's say storyboarders? You all have written scripts. You all have written storyboards. Uh, what are some of the learning moments from there that you take away and can share here with our listeners? Yeah, yeah I should say we should never ever think there is always a scope for learning. Whenever you do anything, I should, uh, I would say you do it with an attitude of learning something from it. You know, you, you, you get to learn from your, your, your people working with you, uh, people you are collaborating with. Do anything with an attitude of, you know, uh, there is something that I will learn from this. There is nothing that I know all. When we have an attitude of know all, that's where the learning is. For me, learning is a continuous thing. Every day at the end of the day, I should you know, have learned something. Maybe uh, it could be as, uh, you know, if I'm writing a script, it could be as simple as, uh, you know, not adding a space before a punctuation mark to, you know, getting to uh, work on different, uh, you know, technologies maybe. The learning hap- must happen every day. Have an attitude of learning something from anybody that you come across. So that I think is the key aspect for me in my day-to-day working. So whether it is instructional designing or it is learning, uh, you know, designing a learning design document or whatever, I would say an attitude of the person who I am meeting has something knows something more than I know is what works for me. These are these are definitely relevant points and uh, there are lots to take away in general. When it, It's a good approach to have for anything that you're doing. The question was more around what are some of the experiences that you all go through when you're actually writing the script and developing these storyboards. I understand that when you do that, that's what actually brings the course alive. It's what makes the course engaging. So what are some of the things that you go through or you look for or you're watchful or aware about when you either develop a script and then you translate it into a storyboard? What I usually do is I think of myself as the consumer of this course. What 
how would I phrase a sentence or how would I explain a particular concept so that I, as an end user, could understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, I think that is uh, a critical aspect to writing a script because maybe I have a certain level of understanding of a particular concept and the end user may not have that, uh, you know, may not be at par with the, my understanding of the concept or the target audience could be an advanced learner and my knowledge of a concept may be very less. Uh, I think we should bridge the gap and look from the perspective of the learner. Then it's only then that we can deliver a course that will be of any value to the learner. The same goes with the storyboarding as well, I guess. You should, again, think from the perspective of, a, of the learner, the end user of the course. It should not be, if, it, if you're designing a course for an adult learner, you should not, uh, the, the visualization elements should match the learner. You know, it should not uh, look like the course was designed for a school going child. Looking from the thinking as the end user and uh, trying to understand what the end user expects out of this course would be critical to designing any artifact for a learning course. Nicely said, Ashwini. One thing I can see from right from the beginning of the conversation is I think it's very crucial to have learner centricity, you know, keep the customer at the center of everything that you do throughout the course of the project, isn't it? Yes. Suchi, is there something that you would like to add? Nothing uh, very specific to the uh, script and storyboard uh, per se, because Ashwini has covered everything. So I would just add a couple of points here on the client management or the understanding of what actually is required. So I uh, feel communication is the uh, key part here. So once that is sorted and when nothing is missed out, I think the, the course will, will uh, be will head in the right direction. Because as a person who interacts with the SME or uh, talks to the client and brings in the information to the team, uh, that is done uh, rightly, then the, the team will have confidence and they'll head in the right direction. So if there is a miss somewhere there and when things are not communicated rightly to the team, then... Uh, there might uh, be a lot of assumption and communication. So I feel we should uh, have the clarity and give the right information to the team, which will help them to uh, create that energy or uh, life to that scripts and storyboard is my understanding. So between the two of you, I'm sure you all have had a basket full of personas to deal with. And like you rightly said, Sachi, it was ultimately what binds everything together is good, solid communication, and a whole lot of client management. And given the fact that there's the client, there's the end user, there's the subject matter experts, and y'all as the creators, how does that dynamic play out? What have some of your experiences been? So uh, before I you know, talk about that, Chitra, most of the times our clients will not be the end users. Yeah, the end users yes. will be the learners themselves. And uh, we would be creating courses for, I mean, we could consider the client as the end user, but uh, many a times, you know, we feel that, you know, uh, the clients wouldn't put themselves in the learner's shoes when we are trying to, uh, you know, say something that this would work or this uh, kind of wouldn't work for this particular course. Getting a client buy-in is, is a challenge indeed. So, yes, we have had... Uh, we have come across, we have worked with many clients. 
who have been difficult uh yeah some and that being said some have been really nice we have had a smooth sale designing and developing many courses we did a one of the challenges that i faced in recent times is that we did a course for this uh, client highly technical a bundle of courses four courses uh, which were highly technical and uh, you know for the client it was just this track that consi- constituted of you know four different uh, courses but for us it was we individually considered as uh, you know them as four different designing four different courses and work that translated to working with uh, six to seven smes building learning design documents and then getting a buy in from the client right i mean when we got a you know a response from the client that this wouldn't work and we had to kind of revamp it and going back to the smes and then getting to you know do them do that for us also was very difficult the other thing that happened in this course was there was this one capstone project that was you know that was there for all the that spanned across all these four uh, courses that meant a certain part of the project was done by somebody certain others were done uh, you know the concepts for covered was from some other course and certain others were was done by the third person so right from designing the problem statement what i came across was i have done multiple iterations for designing this problem statement i used to go to one sme with a problem statement they would say no 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 this is not done this is not how we do uh, this is not the you know uh, depth that we have covered for this particular concept in this mod- in this course so i would go back and then we would modify and that would have a cascading effect on something else that was done in the second or third course so it was a challenge finally we managed to do it and uh, yeah we delivered a huge huge number of uh, videos and uh, you know reading material for that that course wow and it sounds like a like a pretty exhausting endeavor at the end of it you know especially if it's a technical course and the specific subject matter experts it's going to be that balance between and toggle between aligning everything and and designing something like a, a large capstone project that covers all these topics visualizing a technical course also is very difficult chitra so if it is a you know something the scope for creativity is less when designing and developing a, a technical course because right. you can only say something in a certain way right you cannot yes. uh, extrapolate something and you cannot you cannot define it in a different way is yes this, this is going to be it right so yeah. yeah that also is a challenge but again there have i have worked with other clients who have been really appreciative of the work that we have done Uh, they have passed it in the first go as well so i think we get to see or work with people at both ends of the spectrum thank you ashwini sachi what have some of your client experiences been i think uh, we should thank all the clients for such rich experiences that they have given us because right from day one uh, in clearly blue till they i think ashwini and i have worked with uh, the toughest of clients and people so 
we have constantly learned something or the other chitra be it the learning design or this uh, project closure or anything that we, that is related to the project i think uh, there was a, always a, a learning as ashwini rightly said it's continuous learning every day there was a learning so initially when i joined clearly blue so project management was not something new to me but this e learning and uh, edtech was very new to me because i come from a banking and finance background everything was new to me right from what a script is what a storyboard is or what a video you do i had a lot of uh, questions and some of uh, the clients uh, were very nice and they never uh, hesitated to tell or they never showed attitude uh, to say this is what it is and this is what you're supposed to do this is the expectation so there have been a bunch of people who have always been very supportive understanding and friendly and some people yes they had their own fair share of attitude and uh, uh, keep reminding us that you are people who are supposed to do courses for us and this is what you are supposed to do so as ashwini rightly said it's it's both end of the spectrum so one such experience was uh, when we had uh, done a technical course where uh, the sme was from a different place and we had to interact with the client and we had to connect with the uh, sme surprisingly the sme was never given o- uh, opportunity to speak or say what actually the course was supposed to be so uh, ashwini and i had uh, a lot of fun but at that moment it was very very uh, hectic and uh, stressful because end of the day you were supposed to complete the course and uh, give the end product to the client right making both the parties understand what the course is all about and get the deliverable done and uh, give it to them was a huge task for both of us we still laugh about it but that experience was intense there have been couple of other clients where they they do everything they give you everything but at the same time they expect you to do more to it where you can't do anything about it and that's the final so i think each client is different and each experience you get from every single client is different and i think we will continue this journey of learning every day learning more and more and do better in what we are doing currently Nicely said, Suchi. Thank you so much. And with that, I think this has been a really, really interesting conversation. I want to ask you one last question before we close. What would you say to somebody who wants to pursue or make a career in learning design? Go for it. <laughs> you would enjoy. If you if you love learning, then you would really enjoy designing. pursuing a, a career in learning design i'm a person who who loves to learn you know i i need something to learn may not be you know useful for me uh, you know in my profession but i i like to learn something all the time uh, so i i really enjoy doing this so i would say go for it go for it but have a lot of patience <laughs> develop that inner peace within you i think uh, yeah that we will develop in time we will develop i think that that humility is important yeah. uh, in whatever uh, we do no more than uh, doing the uh, learning design achitra see anybody can do it even ashwini and i when we started this journey it was all new to us but i think one thing that was common uh, between me and ashwini were we were always open to feedback we were uh, ready to uh, accept any uh, criticism and we had this end goal of uh, 
creating the best LDVD, LDD because it's going it's going to be something uh, the end user is uh, going to have it as a product right so the the key points that i would quote uh, or tell for anybody who is interested in uh, doing this ldd is be open to feedback keep learning and have a lot of patience and don't uh, have any assumptions just uh, go for it i like the way both of you said go for it and with that this conversation draws to a close for now i hope we have many more conversations going forward around learning and learning design and thank you so much chitra and ashwini thank you chitra thanks for having us look forward thanks chitra i think we had a very good experience just it it just kindle all the old uh, experiences and memories that we had throughout this journey and it was a lot of fun thank you subscribe to the edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel we are on google spotify stitcher and more if you like this episode please share it with your friends if you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast write to us at podcasts@adepticlabs.com at